Well, it's time. Yes, time for another Parenting Stuff podcast. Looking forward to today because it's going to be a bit more of a freewheeling discussion. (laughs) Freedom. Uh, Yeah, we're moving into the year 2020. And of course, everybody's talking about looking forward and 2020 vision and all that. But they say that hindsight is 2020. So I thought that we would look backwards uh, with a little 2020 hindsight. What a great segue. That was a great segue. I loved that. I did right there. Uh, Well, uh, we've got a great group of guys here in the studios. I'm Tim Badira with WRGN. I'm Chris McNinney with Harvest Church. Brian Krause with Cross Creek Community Church. Jake Claypool with Nebo Baptist Church. And we're going to uh, do a kind of a mix today. We've we've actually started a, an offshoot podcast of the Parenting Stuff podcast called Decoding Culture. And Chris and his yes. wife Samantha did the first one. Sam, as she calls herself, yes. um, and, yeah. Chris goes, "Who's Samantha?" As she calls herself, <laughs> artist formerly known. That's right, as Samantha. Uh, and did the first one, and yes. you guys addressed something that we're going to talk about today yeah. as well a little bit. But I. Th- think that this uh, episode is going to look a little bit at our culture because we had a lot happen over the year 2019. Yeah. And so we want to talk about some of those things. Chris, you had a list when we yeah. came together of all <laughs> kinds of things. Why don't you run down just a couple of them, then we'll, we'll jump back and we'll okay. talk about a few of them. All right. Well, um, to start a little bit on the light side, we have Marvel. We have what Marvel has Ooh. done, the culmination with Marvel mm, Endgame. Um, we've got the TikTok. Three thousand, Chris is not really an end game. <laughs> That's correct. Right. That's the mid game. Yes. yes, we've got things like TikTok, um, Instagram beginning to roll out the getting rid of likes, that kind of crazy stuff in the social media world. We've nice. got. Um, protests in Washington, D.C. about gun control. We've got the Me Too movement, uh, incredible impact in the environment and people talking so much more about how to maintain our world and you know not lose it. And, and, and children stepping up to, um, to say, my world is in the future. You don't have to live here for as long as yeah. I do. So like, <laughs> can we get together right now? Yeah. Um, you know, we're in the world of teenagers so much. So um, that's kind of been on my mind as well. All right. Well, uh, we've got a couple of things that we want to touch on. And I think probably the biggest thing that we should we should start with is the one that no one is supposed to talk about yes. and that is politics i love that <laughs> yeah because try to avoid it <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that's yeah. been happening lately in sure. politics uh as a hindsight being 2020 i'm, I'm going to just throw this out there because i know that people are saying man politics is so nasty yeah. right now but it's not as nasty as it used to be. Mm, uh, really? There was a time that uh, a guy named Aaron Burr went out and shot his political opponent wow. in a duel. Was that Alexander Hamilton? <laughs> it was indeed. In, in <laughs> My name is Alexander Hamilton. Oh, gosh. I think we, the musical we can't came afford out. that promo. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that musical came out in 18, but it got popular in 19. It did. So nice. that is re- relevant here. Hold on, hold on. Go. We were talking before we started. That is credited to Hamilton the musical. That is right. <laughs> or, or history. Yeah. Well, yes, but I just didn't want to get sued for singing that song. With oh, right. I don't know if we could drop the CCLI or something somewhere. Just, Sponsorship, just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's the thing. When we're, when we're dealing with culture, uh, we are dealing with what we see mm. right now. 
But a lot of times we forget that there is a history and, and they had to write a law to stop these guys from going out Wild. and dueling with each other. Yeah. And instead we see what we see now in politics, which right. is them dueling verbally sure. many times. Wow. So how do we bring our kids around to help them to understand politics in context of history and in context of the word of God? I think that like I've been talking to some kids about this recently and I think that they're this generation is seeing how nasty it is mm. and seeing that that's not okay. Mm. Um, I also had a conversation with some young adults recently about how like the world's just it seems like young people are getting kinder yeah. like not that bullying is gone, but there is this positive thinking movement, the good vibes, like yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. thoughts and prayers, you good, know, like good vibes only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People really are. <laughs> Like kindness is being glorified in a way right. that it wasn't necessarily when I was a kid. Mm. And I think um, people saw capitalism. They saw nice guys finish last and right. they saw all of that go poorly and people right. get hurt and it'd be destructive. And they're kind of compensating and saying like, can we celebrate kindness? Can we celebrate positivity? And uh, it's changing everything, including mm. politics, I think. Okay. Yeah. And I think that the other thing that is changing or, or along with that, I should say, is just the mindset of these young kids wanting to be a part of it. Where it's not – again, you look back into history where children and, and teens, you know, they didn't really have that voice. Where now with social media, with all these platforms, they're able to be a part of that conversation yeah. and they're pushing those movements, the kindness movements, uh, and they're a part of it. I mean, I mean we see that every day through all these activisms. 2019 was the year of the activist yeah. and they don't want to be set, sitting on the sidelines. So for youth pastors and parents – I feel like the best thing we can do is just have a conversation. And again, they want to hear our opinions as well as we should be wanting to hear theirs. Yes. And and I think the biggest thing, again, with that movement of kindness and moving towards that uh, and, and helping them realize that politics within context has gotten, in a sense, nicer. Um, but it, how does you... Uh, decode it together. I think we really need to be able to sit back and listen as parents, mm -hmm. listen as adults, yeah. and not just discredit. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point because we're in a place right now where you might have a parent who has this viewpoint politically, wow. right? And you've got a child who's uh, maybe in public school and he's been hearing a lot of different things different from what the parent grew up with. And man, those political arguments can get kind of heated at home. Mm. Yeah, like just I think one of the the key things is to just for everyone to be open minded. Um, I heard somebody from the South just say, "Remember, the other fellow might be right." <laughs> and Not I, possible. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so good. If we take a posture of the other fellow might be right, mm, right. we're going to learn something. We yeah. take a step back and say we're going to learn together. And so I was talking to some kids about politics, and he said, "I hate it when people." that have a different opinion think that I'm stupid just for having a different opinion. Yeah. And, and I think that that that's something I'm hearing more often. And I'm very encouraged by that, that mm. we can just think different things and like all be right in a way and all be wrong in a way and right. all trying to do our best for the world. Well, and I think for parents too, even there's a fear of, Oh, if they're going down this thought process path, right? That there's a point of no return for whatever reason. Mm. And, and again, that might come back for parent pride or something yeah, like that. Right. Or 
uh, or so, or they just didn't parent well enough. But the realization I think also comes in, and as parents, you have to think about that it's okay for your kids to go through these critical thinking moments where they might think differently than you, mm-hmm. and ten years from now, sure. they're still loving Jesus. Sure, you know? yeah. Like it, it's not. I think we we think of oh man, if they go down this path, they're not going to love Jesus. They're not mm. going to have a relationship with Him. Instead, and then that pushes us into that defensive mode. Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, okay, this is just a part of them growing their their brain function, just adapting and changing. Let's just guide them through this mm-hmm. and, and deal with these radical changes. You know, and, and again, that's seen through history. Every generation has been different, and every probably every generation has thought the same thing of, oh, this is going to be the generation yeah. that screws everything right, up. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, I mean? And no, and I even just coming from where I have seen and heard, and heard different things like Chris, you're talking about like someone saying, well, people think I'm stupid just for having a different viewpoint. I see it. And, and again, I know we're talking about 2019 here, but something, a switch flipped, I feel like in 2015 where people got offended by everything all yeah. of a sudden. And like, if, if I have a different viewpoint than Tim, me and him must like I must hate him because yeah, he thinks right. differently than him, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, where that's not the case, and I and I think we can. There are times when you can agree to disagree, and it's funny. I even I know we're talking about a little bit of politics here, which isn't my favorite thing to talk about ever. Um, <laughs> just, but any, anyway, um, I uh, Andy Stanley, you know from North Point. He I think he just did a series, or he might still be in it. I'd have to check. Yes, um, talking points it's so good, and he. Um, I just saw this. They had an Instagram video that North Point put out, and it was basically like him saying, you know, if if you can't put, say Jesus was a Republican or Jesus was a Democrat or Jesus was was this or that, because I, he's like, I feel like if I look at Scripture, if I take Scriptures and Jesus and how he acted and what he seemed to have valued, if I am drawing conclusions from that, I can make a case Jesus was a Republican. But then coming <laughs> yes. out from this side, yes. If I if I look at Jesus's compassion and if I look at his, you know, uh, you know, just different things and and how all the different qualities that Jesus demonstrated, basically, he's like they they can a case can be made for both. If, If we're really trying to put our savior, the Messiah, the son of God in a category of Republican or Democrat, a case could be made for both sides. Now I know there's a lot of people who would be like, absolutely not. Yeah, right. Jesus would be a Democrat and they're like, sure. or not a Democrat. Jesus would be a Republican. No, they're they're both. Both. Well, both. There's, There's both. definitely both. There's people. definitely both. But like, I just, I, I just know from, and, and, and again, I'm not saying either side is right or, or wrong, um, but I am saying that, um, Oh, Brian just knocked his water. <laughs> I did. He Are lost you his train of thought. <laughs> he knocked it over again. Oh. This podcast brought to you by Members Mark Purified Water that is now on Tim's carpet. Anyway, uh, no, yeah. but again, yeah. a case could be made for both. And I think people, when they hear that, I think it just puts people in like a state of just anger. Yeah, yeah for absolutely. sure. Yeah. And and it's and but like you said Chris, I I've been listening to that series and it's been so interesting to me. Yeah. Um just being like, you know what? Like and I've always been and I've always been and I'll always champion vote your values. If you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. you have to look at the candidates that are offered mm-hmm. and what lines up with scripture, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. I have a good variety of people that are friends with me on Facebook, both Christians and non-Christians, young people and old people. The thing that bothers me the most is when I see people not able to disagree with someone mm-hmm. yes. civilly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I Look, I don't care if you hold the opposite opinion 
with me. I want you to do it civilly. Yes. Right. Uh, and I think as we're talking with our kids, that's the key. Yeah. Uh, we need to have civil conversations with our kids. We are never going to win anybody to our cause by number one, beating them over the head or number two, threatening them or, with something. Or yelling. Or, or yeah. yelling, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and in fact, what we'll tend to do is, is lose them. Sure, yeah. Uh, and so it's important. I think it's important for parents to, th- to think about it this way. If your child, your, your children, teenagers are in a very critical brain development, opinionated time in their right. lives, and if your child is a different political party than you, you are not a failure as a parent. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll just say it again take, for the people t- in rest, the back. Rest and know that they can't vote till they're 18. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing that. Like we tell still. kids, teach, like learn for yourself. You got to think for yourself. And, and in the church community, we say your, your faith has to be your own. Mm-hmm. But then when it you looks even it. slightly different right. than, than the leader, than the parent, than the you know pastor, we say, oh, well, not like that. You know, <laughs> that's not quite what I meant, you know. Right. But, but I think that we need to recognize that. And people need to be guided. Everyone right. needs a mentor. Everyone needs to learn. But um, to, to see it as a journey and see if you haven't changed any thoughts in the last 50 years mm-hmm. are you still learning you right. know yeah. <laughs> and they're they're in a critical tights all they do is learn they professionally right. go to school <laughs> so and like to yeah. just consider that if they're in a journey of of discovery political discovery self-discovery um that it is a journey right. and that we can respect other people's opinions it's, it's the same idea yeah and, I, and i've heard i don't i can't give credit to anybody with this because i can't remember where i've heard it said i just know it's been told to me and it's i i truly believe it it's like if you when the moment you, if you're a leader and you or if you're in a position of influence, which we all are, right? No matter, no matter who we are, whether you're a parent, somebody, whether, no, right. whether you're a parent, whether you're in ministry, whether whoever you are, you are in a position of influence with the people that you come into contact with. And if you have a leadership role, whatever it is, you, you're going to influence someone. And the moment where you as the leader or you, the person as a parent, if you're leading your family, the moment you refuse to, to learn or like to, to kind of shut your, your way off there. Like you're, you stop growing, Mm. you know, you do, you know, leaders are often, I've been told learners. And so the moment you, you decide that you don't want to learn or there's nothing I can learn from X, Y, or Z. Yes. that's when you you have ultimately decided to stunt your own growth. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is a good thought. Because I can disagree with with whoever, but if if I'm not willing to just hear their side, and then you know I'll I can make my own determination at the end of the day. But yeah. again, like you're saying, Tim, civilly do it exactly, and it's not. I'm not going to think anything less of that person. That and doesn't, our thoughts that doesn't make you any less valuable to God than me. Yeah, our thoughts <laughs> our thoughts do change. There's a quote yeah. out there, and we've been talking about uh, before the podcast talking about attributing quotes. And the fun thing about this one is there's nobody to attribute it to because they've done a lot of research on it. Uh, If you're not a liberal at 25, you have no heart. If you're not a conservative at 35, you have no brain. I love that so much. (laughs) Uh, We all change in our thoughts, in our opinions. Uh, You guys probably have as well, even just over the past couple of years. Sure. I know I have. Absolutely. Yeah, I I remember in college, and and this isn't even political, but just going through scripture, and I disagreed with somebody on something, and their response was, was have you read the Bible? Wow! <laughs> like, yeah, conversation over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're that's reading it. the same and, book, and that's but it. We We're, do that. You're, we shut people yeah. down and not and not enable us to have the conversations. And we've already talked about the idea of how important conversations are to have, right? Especially with our kids. For I sure. think we've stumbled upon an interesting point. That is, remember what it was like when you were going through this. Yes. Mm. Remember when you were really getting serious about politics and really, and you were probably learning about what was going on in the that's world the later in life. But uh, what's that? There's a point where you really get serious about 
<laughs> I miss that. Is, was for, there a class I had to go was, to? <laughs> for me, it was voter age. Okay. But okay. for students yeah. that have access to the entire world now, I think right. it's probably earlier. It's going to be a lot. It is. That's yes. interesting. Yeah, it used to be that your parents watched the 6 o'clock news and you right. went off and did something right. else. Right. Now it's right there at your hands all yeah. the time. Yeah. And we don't always think about that. Yeah. Well, speaking about things being there all the time, uh, we do have a worldwide picture now. Mm. Uh, used to be we were only concerned about what was happening here in the United States yeah. or what superpower Russia for us who are of that age <laughs> right, sure. uh, is potentially going to bomb us if you're of the Cold War age your parents right now right. I think there's a lot of people that are still scared of that right now <laughs> yeah. sure. could be could be could be uh, but at the same time now we're looking at at places all over the world and so there are things that are happening in other countries that we are now paying more attention to. We've got, you know, the royal family, the split yeah. in the royal family yeah. stuff. I can't believe the number of teenagers that are paying attention to what's sure, happening sure. over there yeah. with Meghan Markle right. and the other it's guy's huge, name. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge deal. It's yeah, a William huge deal. A but Harry. again, it, this this idea of activism, this idea of politics is completely worldwide. I mean, I, I think I was reading something about in 2019, the... Uh, someone who was in Venezuela declared themselves president and like all of this. Wow. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine like that stuff happening here because of just the civil unrest that would happen. Yeah. But politics is again, it's not a, a U.S. only discussion. It's a worldwide thing. Okay, so let's talk about uh, something that I know is it's going to move us into the environment. Yeah. Um, we had wildfires in California yeah. in the beginning of 2019. A lot of attention paid there. And then the wildfires in Australia mm. yeah. uh, that just devastated more acreage there than was devastated in California mm-hmm. and, right. and was paid attention to, again, worldwide. Yeah. They they have a leader that is denying climate change mm-hmm. in Australia. Um, and from what I understand, again, this is only hearsay. I didn't study Australia for years and years. But my understanding is that they uh, like a billion animals now, yeah. not mm-hmm. counting like frogs and insects, you yeah. know, um, losing their habitats. Some are in danger of extinction. We have like this. This fires are alarming in Australia um, before they, this happens every year. And people yeah. will say that we right. they have fires in Australia every year. Right. But it was serious and alarming before that season even started. Right. <laughs> they were in a place where they're like, we're in trouble before the regular fire season even started. So it's different. Right. It's new. And and the leaders in Australia are having to say, OK, well, maybe we need to take this more seriously. Well, I had some friends that were here from Australia. They live in Australia. Oh, yeah. And they said that there are five year olds who had never seen rain oh, in Australia. Heavens. When we look at that, that's that's, that's pretty crazy. incredible. Yeah, Woo! they also said though that because of the environmental issue, that they've not done controlled burns for a while, they've not done clear right. cutting, and so there's some things that go on there that we still don't understand Absolutely. what the long term ramifications are. Right, and it's stuff that we have to work through. But at the same time. We're arguing about it instead of really trying to say, okay, what can we do to come together with some solutions? Well, and here's my thing, too. Regardless of where you stand on climate change, yeah. you can't tell me it's not biblical that we should be taking care of our environment. Sure. In exactly. my opinion. It's our mandate. My, right. It's our mandate, right? So regardless of climate change and where you stand, global warming, whatever, we should still have an urgency to say we don't like what we see. 
right? And, yeah. and our teens are seeing that. So as parents, for us to sit back and say, I'm not going to engage in this at all, mm-hmm. which I, I've been guilty of, you know, I, I didn't start voting till I was in my like mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually the last election was my first time I ever voted. Okay. Yeah. So uh, for me, this is all delayed stuff. So even from that experience of, man, I really should be caring about this. Th- kids, my kids, you know, uh, they're going to be growing up and they're going to be the activists. So we have to be at least willing to have the conversation, but from a str- a, a biblical perspective realistically we we should care i know i, I saw the statistics uh, online just i think today about that there's been more fires in brazil and the amazon than there ever has been before yeah. and it's not even just an environmental thing it's people are causing these fires mm-hmm. on purpose mm-hmm. and just it's a worldwide phenomenon and, and i think um especially for parents and any advice I can give is again, just have a conversation. Your kids, my kids, they're going to care about this. And again, the worst thing we could do is just shut them down to not believe in anything, to not care about anything. Mm -hmm. And because of that, open the phone, opening their eyes to the entire world. They probably have an opinion on this. Yes. Um, So I think it would, it would really be useful for a parent to say, teach me. You know, whether they, whether no matter where your opinions are, but if you could say, Hey, have you learned something about the climate in the past week that I don't know? Can we talk about this dialogue? Teach me something that I may not have heard. Yeah, that's a great way to approach it, Chris. I think uh, asking the questions, giving them the opportunity, I, I think. I kid, kids want to hear our opinions as Absolutely, well, yeah. but they don't want to hear it as a mandate. Sure. They want to hear right. it as what it is, because look, uh, opinions are like pennies. Everybody's got them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. just there. Well, and a great That's tool. That's a lot I think better is, than what my high school coach used oh, to say. Oh, don't. I'm not saying it. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. That's a lot better. <laughs> but, but I think a great tool is like that. The, I've been taught an OIC, you know, here's what I've been observing. I feel OIC. like you're, Observing, interpreting, clarify. Oh. So you, oh, when you're dealing with I your see. students. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it's today. important to right, clarify yeah, what you is. just that, said. Exactly. <laughs> so again, right there, you're, you're at making observations. Like if your student's 13, 14, they might have an opinion like Chris said. So ask them, hey, I've been seeing this on the news. What's your thoughts on this? Here's how I'm viewing it. Can you just clarify stuff for me? Mm-hmm. And again, it's you're not mandating. You're not just saying this is what my opinion is and it's rule, it's law. It's You're just engaging with them on that. Yeah. And it's a good way to deal with tension even. Mm-hmm. Do we think that there's any groups of kids or even adults nowadays that just kind of avoid the news? Oh, yeah. For sure. Because I kind of fall in that camp sometimes. I'm yeah, guilty of that same. because it's like I... Again, I turn on the TV and people are yelling at each other, arguing with each other. I'm like, I I could watch this on Netflix. I don't need to like, <laughs> it doesn't need to be real for me. Um, there is just, something to be said for that. I yeah. a lot of the times I I get my news through email. Actually, it's this thing called like the Daily Skim, and it just kind of sums everything up that's happening in the world, and it kind of gives it from an objective standpoint um, for the most top, most part anyway. But it's like I sometimes I just. There's been so much, and it's you can't tell me it's not happening. Depending on the news network, both sides absolutely mm-hmm. are presenting what they want you to believe and think. Sure. And it's amazing because then you go on Facebook, and then you have these people blasting these people, and it's yeah. Christian blasting Christian, and it's yeah. parent blasting parent, and it's just like I'm just I not that I'm trying to be ignorant of anything, but I just I'm I'm choosing I'm trying to choose to focus on the things that are of God yeah, and yeah. not, and right. not, I don't want to get into the, 
the game, I guess, sure. or, or like just uh, for argument's sake. What has gotten me more involved in politics is finding those voices that are more objective and less yelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have an email subscription. Um, yeah. I listen to a couple of podcasts that are much more neutral than anything I can find on cable news. Mm, right. Um so that has helped me. That is why I'm getting involved now is because I've found these voices that I can actually process um, in a more real environment. Yeah. My teenager turned me on to this one. It's called the new paper. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. Uh, nice. This is the way they put it. The daily news in as few words as possible. Yes. And it's That's delivered awesome. by email each weekday morning. It's a great way to oh, know nice. what's happening. Yeah. Uh, it's called the new co and it, it, it really does condense it down. Yeah. So you don't sound uninformed and yet you're not getting the opinion that you're going to get on a CNN or a Fox. It's While just, we were recording, yeah. I checked the Iowa caucus results. On, oh, okay. Through nice. the new paper. Okay. Nice. Yeah. They have those now? Yeah. yeah they're hundred percent reported. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about culture because uh, this is something, especially if you've got teenagers that are looking to college and they saw what happened last year where two particularly large stars, uh, or yeah. at least large as we were growing yeah. up, um, may not be so much now. Uh, Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin charged with paying tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars to admissions consultants to get their kids in college. I'm still heartbroken over Aunt yeah. Becky Tim. Yeah. This is too yeah. sensitive. Yeah. I can't comment on this at this time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's tragic. So how do we deal with our kids on that and talking about honesty and talking about privilege, which is really what that's yeah. all about? Taking shortcuts. Shortcuts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I when that first came out, I, I'm not going to lie. I did think like, oh, it's Aunt Becky. Um, <laughs> it's just heartbreaking. <laughs> I'm like, why? Why are you so dumb? Like, wow, okay. <laughs> um, but, but it really does come down to it. The idea of shortcuts, you know, um, a coach that was a athletic director at my college, uh, used to say, you take shortcuts in life, you'll cheat on your wife. And I get, I mean, that is a a very serious statement, but at the end of the day, it's a slow slow fade. (laughs) You start compromising here. You wake up one day and you've gone way farther and you've ended up in a place you never thought you'd get to. Exactly. I think that's, that's a it. super good point right. because we've seen it in Christian leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know these guys, they've preached against certain things and then all of a sudden we found out at some point mm-hmm. they started that slow fade. Right. Yeah. And, and teenagers and lack of accountability at least in too. my experience yeah. want the accountability. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They want the accountability. They want vulnerability and they want transparency. You know, so for parents I, I think when Looking back, hindsight being twenty twenty, we can you can look at that and say, "Man, how am I living my life that my kids are seeing?" And again, because those two individuals had kids who were probably noticing something going on, yeah. right? And if they didn't, they know now. So, like thinking about that, like how are they viewing their parents? Well, how are my kids? How are your kids viewing you and what you're doing and how you're interacting with your husband, your family? So, I think there's some of that accountability there, that thought process. But again, the shortcuts, you know, teaching them that anything worth doing, anything worth uh, worth anything in life is worth working for yeah. and doing to the fullest extent. And I think when you, if you can teach a child that when you take shortcuts, it robs you from the full, the fulfillment that really comes with it. I think there's a, a huge lesson to be learned there. Well, well, and I even just going back, if you go back to our last podcast, you know, we talked about lawnmower parents. Mm, I think yeah. that's a huge example <laughs> yeah, of, right. oh, my my daughter is not going to be good enough or yes. smart enough or have yeah. the grades, whatever the requirements to get into said school. I'm just going to somehow, no, no matter if it's ethical or not, 
make sure she gets into that school and yeah. and yeah that's like it's like taken to the extreme like if you do that enough for your kid this is where you could end up yeah, yeah. i was just gonna bring that up too um because that's kind of how i've been hearing this story is is what what can parents learn from this you know right. not, we're not necessarily kids but what can parents learn from what and are there any ways in my life that i am showing my kids that they're not good enough without my help because mm. i think that's kind of what they've communicated yeah, you're saying well you couldn't have done this unless i paid for you to get in right. um so mm. how am i as a parent accidentally communicating yeah. you can't do this without my help i think it's a, mm. an important thing to look at and then creates a dependence which i guess for some parents might they might like that sure. and be okay yeah. with that but is it healthy right yeah we're not raising kids we want to raise adults that's good we want to raise them disciples so that they, well yes exactly <laughs> in the grand scheme of things that's yeah. exactly right. right uh it's a challenge it really is especially now you guys two of you mentioned that you you recognize her as aunt becky i wasn't a full house you know watcher <sighs> yeah man but i'm guessing that as aunt becky she was probably the one that the kids were bringing their issues to and she was giving advice that was exactly opposite of what she yeah. just wound yeah, up sure, doing for sure yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, Brian is still it's still, hurt. it still hurts, man. Me and my wife like are both big, big full house deep. fans. <laughs> oh, still hurts. Oh, yeah. Right. But then I got older and I realized how interesting some of the actors were off camera. So oh, it was. Yeah, well, yeah, you're was, talking about yeah. living a different life. Why and, are and, we surprised when the world is the world? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, yeah. guys, we're, we're running out of time. And so sure. if there's anything else that you feel we need to talk about from 2019 that was big in your mind, uh, let's hear it now because we're up against the end of the show here. <laughs> there's, yeah. they, we had a lot. We did. Yeah. I know we just kind of got going on a roller coaster, so I'm going to pass it back to Chris. No, yeah. I just wanted to bring up the idea of um, the the D.C., the Washington, D.C., a bunch of teenagers got out of buses and protested mm. um, the, the the loose gun laws and, and rallying sure. for stricter gun laws, um, school shootings. And, and the thing that we didn't talk about when we talked about climate change um, was Greta Thunberg and her activism that as was a 17-year-old yeah. um, being active in this, in, in changing the world. And and teenagers seeing their place in that. And we did talk about that, that everyone has a voice now. Um, they have a voice on the internet, but but people are showing up in real life to make a difference. And I think teenagers taking a seat at that table is really interesting that, that uh, maybe 2019 was a bigger year than ever before for right. seeing children step into that role. Okay, so this would be my question in relation to that. How do we move our kids beyond the talk Beyond, oh, I posted on social media, I did this, I did that, to really taking concrete action beyond, and and this is what stood out in my mind with the Greta Thunberg thing, the yelling. Sure. sure. How do we move beyond that? How do we, how do we demonstrate that to our kids? I, I think something that I was told uh, growing up is if you ever come to a problem and, and you're just saying this is a problem, this is a problem, you better have a solution. Okay. So my, my thing is, especially thinking as my kids get older, what, how to process that would be as a child comes to you and says, this is what I'm seeing, this is the viewpoint I'm getting from the world, what, asking the question, what do you think you can do right now to better that that problem, Huge. Yeah. you know, and again, you have a thing like Alex's lemonade stand, yeah, things like that where kids can they don't have to do really too much to 
aid in making this world a better place for not just them, but the next generation. Mm. Um, simple things, you know, whether that's just creating a GoFundMe page or selling cookies to give to a wildlife relief effort or a wildfire relief effort. Um, but just get, getting them into that mindset of, or I want my child to have that mindset of, don't just come at a problem with complaints. Come at a problem thinking, how can I make this better? And really just giving that problem solving aspect to it. Yeah, I think you made some great points and you gave some great examples, but I think the the key thing is you said, ask them. Right. Yeah. Asking. Because that's where you're going to get the real buy-in. Like you can say, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? But, but you will have much better results if you say, well, what do you think you could do about that? Right. So you're first of all, teaching them that skill. And second of all, when they give answers, they're much more inclined to act on them when they were their idea. Mm. Mm. And it's easier said than done. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I know it was hard for my parents. I know it's going to be hard for me at that age. Like Parents, do not get so hard on yourself as you think through these things. Like, just do the best. Again, do the best that you can. Yeah. Well, let's end on a lighter note. Yeah. Uh, was there something fun from 2019? I mean, besides China landing on the dark side of the moon, Brian. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't me. I don't know who brought that up. I don't. <laughs> well, I did, but you said they found the Transformers there, and I didn't know anything about that. So, you know. Wow, that's true. I don't, I don't know if this is a lighter note, but I mean, something that I was excited about. And yeah. again, we're going to see as time goes on and I'm excited for it. Um, Kanye West putting out a, a gospel album and, wow. and How claiming did we miss that and claiming yeah, and, and again, claiming and, and I, I, from his life that I've seen since this has all happened. And I know there's there's division in the entire Christian community about this. Of, of there, there's people that are just kind of holding their breath, waiting for him to mess up. And there's people championing him. And I think we have to realize that this is a man who has lived a, his life one way for so long, and that none of us have been sanctified and and just perfect overnight. Uh, none of us are perfect now, and we won't be until we get to eternity. Mm-hmm. And and I just it, we have to realize that hey the amount of influence that someone like him has on our current situation, our culture, there are people now hearing the words of scripture and the gospel. Then I think maybe they had, they've had a better chance of hearing that now, as opposed to them just showing up at a church on a Sunday. Wow. That is a great point. I don't know if I worded that great, but it's, I I love what I was excited. And it was funny because I was on a trip to Guatemala when he dropped that album and I downloaded it and listened to it the whole flight there. And I was on the trip with a few teenagers and they're like, yeah, did you listen to it? I was like, yeah, I said, and look, this is where he got this bar bar if if you've never if parents if you are rap illiterate (laughs) the verse like or a line in the song is called a bar so if your kid's like oh he's got bars they're just talking about they really like what his message and the words that he's saying right i could i could look at one of his songs and be like here it is in scripture that's right not twisted yep not taken out of context here it is in scripture what he was singing about and rapping about he totally messed up my spotify uh it was was really incredible he was in my top artists went mine as well Uh, when we wrapped up the year uh they send you this like wrap up of of what you were they called me genre fluid yeah because i had so many different things going on that's another whole thing yeah i'm in i'm in radio um this was a big discussion among radio guys Hmm. do we play kanye west on the radio now for us the decision was easy because it's not our of not not what we normally play uh however it was a big discussion and i i look at and when i was was watching the transformation happen and look no matter what you think of kanye there was a huge transformation. 
Absolutely. God I mean, is, is working in his life. A yeah. guy that... His that family's life. ...reprimanded his wife for something that she wore. I yeah. mean, this was... <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah. I really was. Uh, and, and I... I would love to see that continue, and I am praying in that direction, much like a man like Saul who was persecuting Christians mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then turned around so much, that, and this happened in the New Testament church, that some of the Christians are like, oh, we can't go near that guy. He's, what's he planning? What's he plotting? What is the real undercurrent here? And we're hearing that about Kanye. Oh, yeah. right. Is he just doing this for the buck? Right. How do we address that with our kids? I'd like to just make an idea that I think kids are talking about this less than grownups in my experience. Really? Yeah. That, um, probably true. Kanye was huge when I was in middle school. Is okay. that true? Right. Yeah. He um, was, he was way big when I was in high school and everything. And then like, he's kind of faded a little bit as more and more artists have come out. So I don't think yeah. that they're not talking about it, but I think they're talking about it less than we are. <laughs> um, in my experience, that's definitely been true. Okay. Um, a lot of them listened, said, I don't like it. And that was the end of it. No like, kidding. I know a lot of Kanye, you know, enthusiasts don't like it to begin with. Uh, I say, I heard one rapper say it sounded like a first Christian rap. It sounded like oh, if, wow. a, if a rapper turned Christian, their first Christian rap songs would sound like that. Well, what um, did he? Now, see, well, I went. He's a brand new uh, Christian, yeah, so yeah. for but him, I it's went, probably going to take time. In my, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I went back to his previous album because I'm like, I don't know, didn't know yeah. Kanye. I went back to his previous album. His previous album sounded similar yeah. as far as the the this like it seemed like it would jerk to this direction, then jerk to that direction, and all that. Yeah. Uh, and so. I, I thought it was consistent. Now I did not go any further back than that, so sure. I don't know yeah. what he normally He's been sounds on a like, journey, but for sure, right. yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that uh, as we look at situations like that, we certainly need to be in prayer and 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 let the Lord work in Kanye, just like we would like the Lord to work in us. Yeah. And also, it it reminds us that nobody is without hope. And I say that to you as parents about your kids as well. You may see your kids taking a route that you don't like, and you're thinking, oh my goodness, this could be the end. The end of the story hasn't been written yet. Right. Just like 2020 stretches out before us, there's still a lot that can happen and a lot that can change, even as we look back at 2019 and see the things that went on there. Look, God is still at work, and we need to trust that as we do our best as parents, as we do our best to instill God's word into them, that God will continue to work in their lives as we hope that he works in our lives. You've been listening to the Parenting Stuff podcast. Uh, Had a great time today. A lot of free-flowing discussion. I'm Tim Madeira. Chris McNaney. Brian Krause. Jake Claypool. And we hope that you'll listen. Check out the show notes as well. We'll have some of the things that we talked about here in the show notes today. Check out the decoding culture as well, as you can find out what's going on in the culture that you need to know about. 